to all. This is Rabbi Sachs of the Chai Center. Welcome to the Chai Academy, where we study. We study together, and various topics of interest, primarily Jewish interest, but as we go along, we explore other things as well. Um, there's, there's a host of classes that we have previously done online, whether Zoom or Facebook, and they can be found on the Chai Center's website. So go to thechaicenter.com forward slash academy. So that's thechaicenter.com forward slash academy. And you can find many, many classes, courses, topics of interest. Hi, Aileen. So we started, this would be the fourth in, in this course, however, each class is independent of one another, but the course is called Genesis. It basically goes through the creation, the lessons of creation, what is creation, creation versus evolution. So you can catch up on, on, on some of this. Um, some of this. We are holding day three. So the, essentially the first class was a uh, introduction and a little bit of day one, second class was day one, third class was day one, and day two, and now we're holding day three. So, day three. Day three is, so if you remember, day two and day three, by the way, it's connected, because if you remember on day two, what God did is, uh, good morning, Marianne, nice to, nice to see you. Um, what, what, what God did is, is that he separated the upper waters from the lower, lower waters. So there was water everywhere, all the way up to the firmament, past the ozone layer, and there was water. And God said, okay, I'm going to separate the waters, and he waters up, waters down, and, and that was essentially the second day. Now, and we discussed it at, at length in the previous course. Let's... um. So now day three happens. Day three, there is water in the lower realm. There's water. The water covers the entire earth. There's not, as the Torah tells us, there's not one speck of dry land. So the entire earth was water. Like I don't know if you saw the movie Waterworld. As far as the eye could see, it was water, and there was no let up. And um, and so the entire earth was underwater. So God, the commandment of let the waters be gathered. So what happened then was the waters essentially um, started to gather and they became deeper in some places, in some places very deep, like the Mariana Trench. And, and then there were, you saw hills, you saw valleys, and you saw the character, the character of the earth. Um, so let the waters gather, and gather they did. However, it tells us in the Midrash that they gathered, and then they, f they, f they, as tendency of water, right? Water just moves. So gathered, and then it covered again. So God said, okay, we need to see dry land permanently. So God on that day created the barrier. I want to talk about this barrier because I don't know if you've ever thought about it before. So 
if you take the Atlantic Ocean, take the Pacific Ocean, they're really big oceans, right? The Atlantic spans, right? It, it goes all the way to Europe from the United States and, and uh, the Pacific, oh my goodness, the Pacific goes from, from you know, west um, of the United States. It goes all the way to, to Korea and beyond. I mean, it, we're talking about a huge expanse of water. And the Pacific, once again, is the deepest water you'll find. I mean, it's it's 36,000 feet deep. I mean, it's insane. So you have this large body of water. And then you have a beach. So let's say the body of water. We'll just average it out. The body of water is 3,000 miles. And then you have a beach of 30 feet. This is one of the most phenomenal aspects of creation the water can inundate the world at any time and sometimes it does with a tsunami but for the most part God placed a barrier it's an invisible wall we don't see it but it's a barrier and the sea the ocean that's three and a half thousand miles 3,000 miles only has 15, 20, 30 feet to stop itself. And there's a barrier. If God were to remove that barrier for one second, we, had, we would have like we had in Thailand, in Phuket, where countless of lives were lost and you know, billions of dollars of, uh, of, of, of damage, etc., now, can you imagine God, and then it stopped, by the way. Then, then it, it, it came, and then, and then that was it. Once it did its damage, there wasn't another one. So can you imagine God just removed the barrier? Just removed that barrier, finished. The world would be inundated once again. So there is, there is this minute, moment-to-moment -moment command for this barrier to remain in place so the world should not be inundated with with um with water and and clear, clearly death um and and destruction so that barrier so we're taught the commentaries and the kabbalists explain hey susan the commentary and, and the kabbalists explained that on that day god put barriers into place it wasn't only for the water, but in general, God placed barriers. How many people, um, how much suffering there would be, how, you know, what, what is the limits of, of, um, of, of, of man's, uh, you know, what's the limit of man's creation? What can, what can man do? What can man not do? And, um, and on that day, God placed barriers. In fact, there's many different names of God. There's Adonai, there's Elohim, right, etc. There's another one called Shindalad Yud, Shaddai. That is the God where it's, it, of barriers. That's the God that basically, that's the energy. It's the same God, but that's the energy that um, basically says, die means enough. Enough. You can't, um, I'm not allowing this anymore, or you can't pass anymore. So God placed barriers, and, and now we also need to place barriers, right? If we're created in the image of God, we need to place barriers. We need to make, make sure 
that that um, that, that, that we have we have um, boundaries boundaries between ourselves and our kids boundaries between the spouses boundaries um, you know be mankind etc right so so um if you you know and if you keep if you're serious about these boundaries as an example you'll never have an affair because that's crossing a boundary right if a person has an affair and they sleep even though I don't think any sleep happens but if they sleep with somebody that's crossing a boundary if you don't say no to your kids and only say yes to your kids they have no boundaries if a teacher doesn't show any discipline and boundaries not gonna be so that's what happened on the third day God said boundaries now the 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 um, it, there's there's a major discussion in Jewish writings and non-Jewish writings is how many continents were there how many continents so it it's um it it seems like it seems like it's and it's not clear but it seems like that that the the um there was one continent and it was only after the flood Noah's flood which was which was a year's worth of earth on the water um is it created different continents but uh, but but the, the 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 there was water all over the earth and it was all over the earth it was and um and and at that time there was one one continent now if um the, I, I read i read you this years ago and i actually was i meant to research it prior but the the um there they have found seashells on the top of mount everest so at one point mount everest did have water whether it was the water before god created the the you know dry land or was it by Noah's flood? It's hard to tell, but they have found seashells. So at some point, Mount Everest, right, had 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 seashells on it. Um, the the um, so that was the first thing that God did on 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 the third day of creation. On that Tuesday, there was dry land, and He placed the barriers. But He did. He did something else as well. It, it says that God caused the grass, the herbage, the trees, anything related to 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 the flowers, etc., to bloom. So on that day, on that day, there were apple trees and mango trees and banana bushes. Or it's not a real tree, a banana. Right, and there was there was blueberry bush, and on that day, was was the day that God created. Basically, anything that grows from the ground. So essentially, fruits, vegetables, were created on that day in anticipation of man and animals being created. And um, so that's the second thing God did. So the first thing He did was He made space for Earth, terra firma. And then, and then God made the grass and made um, made the weeds, and um, He made a lot of weeds where I live. You know, crabgrass, a tremendous amount of crabgrass. Um, he didn't make any near Yankee Stadium, but He made a lot by my house. Um, and 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 
and and and the world looked beautiful. There were meadows and there were valleys and there were hills. There was the the green lush of the island, um, and and it was just it it was just stunning. When God finished, when God so so, and God said twice it was good. When God separated and, and caused dry land to appear, He said Quito, it's good, it's complete, I like it. And then when He made the meadows and the hills and the grass and the trees and the fruits and the vegetables, He said Kitov, it's good, I like it. He said Kitov twice. Monday, the second day of creation. He didn't say it at all. And we discussed that on Monday he was dividing things. Upper waters and lower waters, divide. You go up, you go down, etc. On Tuesday, he created harmony. Tuesday, the first thing he did, right, was to separate. Okay, water, you go here. Earth, go here. You both can live in peace. Okay, now, and and, and water, I'm going to give you some nice, beautiful coral. Um and, and earth, I'm going to give you some nice, beautiful grass. And they were both happy. And so he said Ketov twice because he was happy with, the, with, the, with, with what he had. Because of this, because God said Ketov twice, that the third day, the Tuesday, is a, a, a said, God said Ketov twice, um, many, many people have the custom that they do big things only on Tuesday. For example, you're going to move from one house to the next, you do it on Tuesday. You're going to open up a new business, you wait for Tuesday. Because Tuesday, once again, has this double blessing of Ketov. I know people who, if they're going to have surgery, they wait for Tuesday. They push it up till Tuesday. Doctors say, okay, Monday is good. They say, can you make it Tuesday? Because to keep Tuesday is doubly blessed, whereas Monday, when God was creating division, God didn't say, for it is good at all. And on Tuesday, God said it twice. So that's, a, that's an interesting topic in itself, that Tuesday is considered an extremely, extremely blessed day. So remember that tomorrow, um, Tuesday, is a blessed day. I'll tell you something interesting on Tuesday, is that Every Tuesday, and you can ask the male person, um, every Tuesday the mail is very light. Right? They say Monday people get it, and then Tuesday are, is its lightest day. And, um, you know, there must be some reason why. I mean, I could speculate, but Tuesday is a very, very light mail day traditionally. Uh, and it's a, it's, a known, it's a known concept. What else is, 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 um, what else is good about Tuesday? Um, well, God, God, God created us with, with nutritional things to eat, right? So, um, so peace reigned, um, peace reigned and, and, and beautiful things were created. Now in, in the Torah, it's fascinating because the Torah tells us that when God created the different trees, he made them, this is what it says in the Torah, he made them an orange tree with oranges with orange seed, grape, grape seed, grass, grass seed. So he made seeds to be exactly like them. The Torah is very opposed to, to, to grafting. 
to take two different species and putting them together. The Torah, <coughs> for example, in the Torah, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to make a mule. You're allowed to use a mule to carry heavy stuff, but to mix the seed between a, was it a, a horse and, um, I, I don't know what, um, a donkey, you get a mule. You're not allowed to do it. Someone did it, and it's a dumb fact, you can use the mule. And we see this on and on again. God doesn't like mixed seeds. So even agriculturally, when you plant and you're planting, you know, you're planting this vegetable, you have to be a couple of feet away, or at least six inches away, I believe, um, is, 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 is the minimum, where you plant some other type of vegetable. You can't do it one on top of the other. You can't create a mixture of seeds. So according to the Torah, a Jew is not allowed to um, make a grapefruit or make a tangelo. We're allowed to eat the grapefruit. Uh, grapefruit may not be a mix. I, I'm not, I really don't know this stuff. But a tangelo is a mixture of an orange and a tangerine. You can't do it. You can benefit or you can eat it. But you're not allowed to do the mixing. You're not allowed to take wood from one tree and graft it into another tree. We're not allowed to do any of that. Um, we're not allowed to um, bestiality is out. We're not allowed to mix seeds, you right? And and um, God God wanted the the, the um, you know very opposed intermarriage. Once again, that's a mixing of seeds. So you see, there's a consistency. There's a consistency that that um, no no mixing. And here God said, I created the grape seed. You don't have to figure it out. You can grow the grape seed. Um, you can grow the grape seeds so the so the the grape can grow and don't mix it with anything else um so you you know you can play around with the genetics and make the make, make you know make it stronger make it you know so that i don't think there's a problem with but mixing seed is an issue in general in the torah right the torah doesn't like us to to mix wool and linen torah doesn't like us and we don't know the reason why but you see kind of god likes clarity doesn't like gray matter um, you shouldn't shouldn't have a horse and a cow plow together because one's stronger than the other, and you're mixing apples with oranges. You can't do that. So God seems to be likes things very orderly, and likes things very, you know, systematic, if you will. And um, and 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 it's a, you know, it's a it's a it's a big issue because farmers like to graft farmers like to um and 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 uh, the the obligation is on the jewish farmers in israel they have a lot of um a lot of issues with farmers who want to graft and they have to teach them that you know you can't do it if you and um so they have a lot of training for the jewish farmers some listen some don't um, um a non-jew is a lot of graft and once again we're allowed to benefit from it but we can't graft we can't be we cannot mix just a, just as an interesting um by the way so so we got to try and keep everything as 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 together um right so somebody just made um the gmos actually inserts animal dna into vegetation uh, it doesn't seem right to me yeah, I have no idea how they made this seedless watermelons. I also have, have no idea how, I remember growing up, um, someone brought us a wireless TV. And I spent hours 
walking around this little box it was about this big but it was wireless and all it had was an antenna and um and it because if it's plugged in i get it but if it's not plugged in i couldn't wrap my mind around something wireless now obviously everything's wireless but um it was just uh, right so seedless watermelons wireless tvs etc um yes and that is true a a a a, a mule cannot reproduce that's probably one of the reasons is that you destined a mule to die childless by your actions that is very true a mule cannot produce reproduce cannot you know it's just it's done so i think that susan i think that would be a a uh, a major reason for it now the the in in another in another place further on in Genesis, which we'll get to, the Torah tells us that there was no grass because there was no rain yet. There was no, and only after man was created was there rain. So that's that's so that seems to be a contradiction because here it seems to be that there there was grass, right? And there was Asab, there was grass, and there was seed. There was you know. So one of the commentaries explain is that grass did grow. It poked out from, you could see, but it didn't grow large and tall. It was just very, very small because God was waiting for man so he can bless him with rain to make everything grow much bigger. So for, for it to rain without the benefit of mankind, God didn't want to do it. God wanted man to show man that there is blessings coming from heaven, but you got to be worthy. So it didn't rain until man essentially was created, and then God taught him what rain is. So yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was. It was patchy. It wasn't. It wasn't full. It wasn't. It wasn't complete. Um, so man, man, it's 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 a lesson for man is that we have to you know we have to ask for rain, we have to deserve rain. The rain, rain is an incredible, incredible blessing. You know, in fact, there's a prayer in Yom Kippur that we say that if people pray for there not to be rain because you know they they we got to travel, we don't want rain, we ask God not to listen to the to those that pray for no rain because rain is a blessing. It's a tremendous blessing. Of course, too much rain creates a flood. It's not a blessing, but rain in general is a blessing. It doesn't say snow. It says rain. Snow is is by far, you know, you want it to snow, it's just snow in Jersey. But that's that's where, um, nowhere else. Um, so rain, rain, yeah. So rain is a blessing. So anytime you see rain, realize it's a blessing. If, and this is what the Talmud says, if you see rain on Friday night then you should know it's an incredibly beautiful blessing and God gave it willingly, not begrudgingly. So if you think about it, this Friday night, this past Friday night, think of that rain that we had. So somebody somewhere is doing something really right because there was such a strong rain and it was on Friday night and it was later on in Friday night and, and, and it was just, just an incredible rain. So rain is a blessing, but God needed man to appreciate it, which teaches and pray for it time, which teaches us another incredible lesson. You gotta appreciate what you have. Right? You gotta appreciate what you have. If you look at something and, and you're not an appreciative type of person, 
and um, and you say, oh, I hate this or this or that, when in reality it's a blessing. Um, it, it's no good. It's a bad tood, as they say. It's a bad attitude. If, if it's, it's, think about before you condemn something that's happening to you, think about it. Is there a blessing in there somewhere? Are you not showing your appreciation properly? And are you, um, you know, are you, are you, is, is, are you always in, in a negative headspace instead of being in a positive headspace? So something happens and you, you should appreciate it. It may not be everything you wanted, appreciate what you got. That's, that's one of the lessons that we're taught from, from here is that God wanted man. It's, it, it, it um, says this in, in Rashi, God wanted man to appreciate the rain. So if we look at the rain and say it's terrible, we're told, no, no, don't ignore those prayers, ignore those prayers. Have to appreciate anything that we have in life. We should not, must not take it for granted, but rather we should, we should learn to appreciate, even if it's a small thing, right? And pray the negative things, keep away from true negative things. But um, don't, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater, pardon the pun. We, 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 we should recognize the good in our lives. So vastly, vastly important. Um, any questions? Now's a good time. It, yeah, it does say that if it rains on your wedding day, um, it's supposed to be a sign of blessing. It's supposed to be a sign of good luck. Somebody just wrote it rained on both of the wedding days and didn't feel like good luck then. Yeah, I hear it. Who knows God's ways? But um, they, but that's what they say, that rain is a simon bracha, a sign of blessing. And if it rains on your wedding, it's an absolute sign of blessing. So it didn't rain at my wedding, but I was when I, where I was married with my wife, we, we were married on a, on, on a, it was a natural made like kind of lake. And um, there was a little walkway to a natural, a little walkway to, to this patio in the middle of the lake. Um, and, and, you know, different people came, walked down the aisle into the middle of the lake, and then they uh, said a blessing, etc. So um, one of the people, my brother-in-law, said a blessing. He actually fell into the lake during the wedding and a big splash and he came out of the water came up on the platform soaking wet all over said the blessing anyway and uh so somebody joked okay it didn't rain but at least we got water um if you have any questions by all means um you may, may contact us, us, me here or rabbi at the chai um you can you can uh, that's another way to contact me now um if you wish to see previous classes so it's thechaicenter.com forward slash academy this class is dedicated to eileen's father may we hear good news